Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Akiva Wienicker. Alex Chester, nowhere to be found. Probably still on the roads of uh, Buffalo. His wife probably wanted to buy a table at an antique shop in Manitoba or something like that. And she made him drive up there. And he's probably just taking it and not complaining. Josh, if your wife was like, hey, can we drive four hours away? I want to buy a table at an antique store. Would you be like, "Okay, honey, or would you put up a fight? I would not do it. You wouldn't do it. Okay. It's not even a question. She that's an it. activity she could do on her own. Uh-huh. What if you what or, if like the car was full with your kids also and you were going driving, let's say from like New York to Columbus to you know to your in-laws' house or something? Uh-huh. And would I have to go out of my way for this? Yeah, four table? hours each way out of the out of the way. Three to four that's hours. To d- insane with children in the car. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather have a colonoscopy with no anesthesia than do right. that. Yeah, I think at that point, I'd be like, if someone insisted, I'd be like, well, we had a great run, but unfortunately, our marriage is coming to an yeah. end here. It's I will come to its natural home. conclusion. <laughs> natural con- and I always knew it would end this way. <laughs> it was like a... Table hunting. Um, Josh, I've been married for uh, 17 years. I had my 17th anniversary. I, I, let me introduce you first. Uh, for a long time, 32 fans, listeners know him. Josh Grashen. Uh, we've he, we've talked about the Seattle Seahawks with him every single year of the original 32 fans podcast, which was probably two or three. And then the last I don't even know how long we've been doing this show for. I think this is the seventh football season. We're doing this with chat with the the 2015 uh, version of 32 fans. So that is crazy. I so this is probably your ninth I, Seahawks preview. I believe it. I remember doing it two or what no, just one wife ago. Um <laughs> You know what happened, Several. guys? Uh, he got asked to go to an, <laughs> he got asked to go to uh, an antique shop, and he's like, "Babe, this is where yeah, I get off." That's it. <laughs> I got to get on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess it's uh, cities, houses, apartments. Um, the only thing that seems to be consistent is the Seahawks driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So. What what odds would you have given on because you know me for listeners don't know you know me for for a long time probably half my life at this point or more. Um, uh, what odds would you have given on me staying married for seventeen years? Speaking of marriages, well, I think inertia is on your side. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a it's a pain in the ass to get divorced with kids, and so mm-hmm. you were smart and just pumped it out right. quickly. That's true, and so it was probably a smart move on your part. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think without kids, you, it would have been a zero percent chance. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I hadn't. So that's a good, you know, for our younger listeners, that's a good strategy. Oh, children yeah, right away, and then totally, it's like, it'll either be much worse as, or it'll be a problem. You know. Yeah, as a, as a therapist, I have to say that whenever you try to have kids to save your marriage, it's always a good idea. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Uh huh. Sometimes you'll you'll encourage a patient to, who's not even in a relationship to have a kid just to like save yeah, some other, just, you know, part it's of just life. great. Uh, yeah, you weren't a therapist also when we started this. That's true. It's multiple careers ago, I guess. Yeah. He was the he was the nose tackle for the Seahawks back then. <laughs> yeah, then Puna Puna Ford came on around, and they're like, "Oh, we probably need someone bigger than like yeah, probably five, somebody nine, who weighs you by two hundred pounds." <laughs> yeah. All right, but um, anyway, how are the Mariners doing this year? You know what? They are not bad. They, What's their record? Uh, they just won. They're 69 and 58. That's really good. Yeah. For That's a team that's 500 has, and we're like one of the World Series favorites. For a team that basically has no one you've heard of, it's except for Kyle Seeger, who's not, I mean, I guess he's going to hit 30 plus home runs, but like it's, and all these uh, Mets cast offs who, uh, that as someone who's been on the other side of some horrible trades, mm-hmm. um, Trading for Diaz, Diaz and uh, and Robinson Cano while giving up like actually like competent prospects mm-hmm. has got to go down as one of the worst. Edwin's been pretty good this year, honestly. Yeah, and also honestly, his Who theme cares? song, his theme song is so good it adds like ten WAR. I don't know, like his theme Does, song is the best theme song in baseball. His, his is Cano even playing? Well, he but no, but they're also not paying Cano because he got popped for steroids. It's twenty five million dollars he lost. Oh, but, nice! But but he's got three more years and seventy five million after this. So it's insane that anyone. I don't even know. Like it, like people don't even remember he exists. He's going to show up the first day. It'll be like some kid who like was in there for sixth grade, left in seventh grade, comes back in eighth grade. Everyone's like, well, we did not account for you in our like social circles and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Is like Cano just going to be the opening second day second baseman for the Mets next year? I think he will be. Probably At like age 40. I mean, a healthy Cano can still do something, I guess. But Kellenic has done nothing. I, like, I, I agree, of course, the trade was terrible. No, but, but he's been he's been up and down in the minors. And like when he he goes on these little mini tears that show what he's capable of, you mm-hmm. know, um, he's like the top five prospect in baseball before the season started. Yeah. And I have like, I have uh, Dylan Moore from the Mariners on my fantasy team. And he's uh, he stinks, too. He's hitting 176. Yeah. Their whole team is hitting like two fifteen. I don't understand how they win. The um, the Marlins, the, the Mariners uh ace was on the Mets. He was like the ultimate, okay, like uh there's a rain out, we don't have anybody for tomorrow. Let's bring up Chris Flexen. And then he would get chilled. Yeah. And then he went to Korea and came back. They must have given him something good in Korea. And now he's now he's the ace. He's yeah, they, they just it seems like patch it's insane. I I very rarely watch games because I'm too old and I go to bed before most of them start. But mm-hmm. it's like it makes no sense um, that they're good. But they, I mean, the thing is, every time they play the Astros, they lose by like 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think the Astros are cheating, by the way. Yeah. Um, but th- that's not well, I, that there. would be interesting if like the Astros beat certain teams like 18 to two. And then it's like, well, they must have our signals still or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they like, they played a three game series where they won two out of three, but like it was like 10, two and like 15, one or something absurd like that. And then they lost three, two. Yeah. They do have much game. better players than your team. Oh, I mean, they're, that could be it also. they're loaded at every position. 
But like, you don't win games by like six every time. Right. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFL because uh, I don't know how many people yeah. care about the Mariners. Um, Nobody. Are there a lot of Mariners only podcasts? You ever listen to, do you listen to a Mariners podcast? No, I haven't. You know, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2001, right? Yeah, I know. But they like, are there no Mariners podcasts? I of mean, course MLS. There are. There's everything probably. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's there's podcasts about like everything. So, mm-hmm. um, of course, there are. I never listened to them, but. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So let's talk about the Seahawks. Uh, so I've been going through all the team's rosters recently. And so I was going through the Seahawks roster today in preparation for this podcast. I have to say I was whelmed by the overall roster. Um, okay. I was whelmed more long term than than short term because there are some very good players like Dwayne Brown, who's a zillion years old, but he should be fine this year as the left tackle if he stays healthy. Uh, but I think overall, like I thought the roster would be a little more impressive than it is. There's not like a ton of great pass rushers. Um, oh, that's I think where you're mostly wrong is that their pass rush is actually pretty loaded i mean it's not like it's not one guy or there's, it's not there's one not guy. one von miller right 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 um but when they traded for dunlap last year and then they led the league in sacks the rest of the year and like they have they just have multiple people who can fill the spots so it's like there's a lot of depth which they, they haven't had in a really long time so i actually think their pass rush is way less concerning than the other parts of their defense um I'd well, I was, yeah, was going to say the I was going to say the corners uh, yeah. also don't really do anything for me I, I you know I like Jamal Adams but he's yeah best an average you know cover safety uh yeah the secondary could get beat up a little bit it's a really tough division and the the quarterbacking of the division is basically guaranteed to be good because Stafford is obviously an upgrade on Goff Kyler should get a little better and then Whoever eventually, like the Niners, will put out someone who's playing well, whether it's Jimmy G or or, or Lance. But um, yeah, so that's a brutal division. Honestly, with the seventeenth game where it's like completely out of division, and the seventh playoff spot, like one of these years could be. And I think I predicted on this podcast last year for the NFC West, it did not happen. But one of these years, maybe everyone makes the playoffs out of the NFC West. Wait, how would that happen? Well, because there's seven spots now. So, you know, let's say the Vikings were oh, bad. Oh, right. North. They added a spot. Yeah. And then, uh, you right, know, let's right. say the Vikings were bad and, uh, you know, the Saints fall apart without Breeze and the NFC East, maybe only one of those teams make the playoffs. And then the seventh seed is like the nine and eight Cardinals or something. I don't know. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, it wouldn't really shock me. They really do. There isn't a, there isn't an easy game in the division um, and really hasn't been probably for, I guess, maybe like two years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Murray's rookie year, they weren't great, but the Seahawks always lose a game to the Cardinals. Uh, it seems like every year um, in weird fashion. Um, and every game with the Niners is close. Uh, every game with the Rams, they lose <laughs> or is close. Um, it's, it's, it's a gauntlet. It's for sure. Like, looking at the NFC East and you're like, come on, like this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, let's move to the offensive side of the ball for a second. How many, having seen Russ play his whole career in Seattle, how many guys in the league would you, for a one-on-one trade, one-to-one trade, assuming the salaries were ballpark, how many guys would you take over Russ? How many guys would you trade Russ for? 
in the NFL. And you could factor in age. Mm-hmm. Factoring in age. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I assume you trade Russ for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the only, I really am. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Would you I trade Russ for Josh only, Allen? No, I don't think so. I think okay. Josh Allen is obviously like talented and great, but like, I think that he also has probably one of the best play callers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ has consistently had bad play callers. And then yep. this year he actually, I think we might see something different because they yeah, actually. The, Schott- the Schottenheimer era is over. I assume Schottenheimer is. Pro- <laughs> well, I was going to say he's probably like uh quality control at a high school, but I think didn't. Uh, he's on Saban the Jags. Oh, the Jags. I think he's, I, yeah, he's on sometimes the Jags, like the joking people. Like so, sometimes yeah. if someone's a joke, but like they're likable, then Saban will make them like a consultant or something. Because Alabama just has like an un- unlimited. <laughs> right. The re- reclamation project. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, he is. You're right. He's the, the QB coach for the Jags. Right. Um, I mean, I think I like started to think that players weren't allowed to move pre-snap after watching Schottenheimer for three years mm-hmm. because there was never any misdirection. Yeah. Gaze, and, gaze too like, for the Jets. So I have, it's been many years since oh, I've seen some new the ball for the Jets. Right. I mean, it's like insane. Like you have a cheat code at your disposal and you choose not to use it. Mm-hmm. It's makes no sense. Um, and then, I don't know, around week five last year, everyone was like, Oh, all we have to do is like play two deep safeties and they literally can't do anything. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, and everyone, it, it was, it was crazy to watch like that much talent look so inept. Um, I guess it's not that much talent, but it was like Wilson with two really, really great, good receivers. Good and one of the better receivers. lines he's had, not a good line, but yeah. one of the better lines he's had really yeah. in a million years. Yeah. I, I think that like, I think that there's this notion that they run too much and it's kind of like everything with Pete Carroll because he's and the Seahawks, I guess they've been together so long that like people would assume nothing's changed and everyone's like, Oh, every corner that they plug in is going to be Richard Sherman level. Mm-hmm. And every time they're just going to run 70% of the time, like neither of those things have really been true for a couple of years. I'm pretty sure this, I mean, maybe it's a little bit more than some other teams and, and teams that would have a Wilson, but like, it's like imprinted on people's memories that all they do is run. And I just don't think it's true anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like last year they used, at least in the beginning, they used the run really effectively. And then they just started not being able to move the ball at all. So it didn't really matter what they did. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, the offensive line, you'd come on for years and say like, well, you know, our goal is to not be like the worst one in the league, basically. And it's just such a sea of like, thank God that Wilson, you know, buy himself some time. Last year, it seemed to be improving. What's the state of the line this year? Um, well, right now, Dwayne Brown is doing a hold in. Um, so he's mm-hmm. like, partic- he's like going to camp, you know, and um, and but he, he kind of wants a new contract, but they're not super inclined to well, do it yet he's 36 he's old yeah he's, yeah, he's gonna be 37 at some point either before next season i think yeah um so my guess from all the things i listen to will say that they'll probably guarantee something this year for injury or you know something like that and he'll probably play because he doesn't really have any leverage um, yeah 
I mean, and... the leverage of a guy that old, assuming he's like kept his money around, is like retirement, you know? Like that's yeah. sort of the, the, what Rogers pulled this year too. He's like, I know you're not going to train me, but like maybe I'll, you know, I don't know if Dwayne Je- Dwayne Brown is in the mix to host Jeopardy, but at least like he could retire. <laughs> um, well, people are kind of making a deal out of the fact that Wilson has like publicly lobbied for mm-hmm. him to get in, and after all the beginning of the off season when everyone was, you know, what he where he was publicly unhappy, which I'm not sure how true that is. Um, well who knows right it clearly came from somewhere so i feel like the fact that he publicly lobbied for him to be playing and how important it is that he's out there probably will matter um and after that i mean center is weak but like it's hopefully not the end of the world by by the way brown's contract three for 36 and a half it ends this year so i'm sure at the time it was a good contract for him uh but he's outplayed it a little bit so yeah um, well, but last year was the first year I think he played all 16 games, if right. I remember correctly. Um, but they also trade; they made a trade for like a, a good guard, um, Gabe, Gabe Jackson, Jackson right? yeah. um, when the Raiders just decided to get rid of their the only strength of their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and the other, and they have a rookie who's really who was really good last year. Um, at the other guard spot. And so, and the right tackle when he was, when he was playing last year, and then he got hurt sort of, I don't know, maybe two thirds through the season and their line took a big dip. Um, and so like their line was actually posed to be pretty good. And what you kind of realized last year is so how many of the, I mean, everyone says this every year, how many of the sacks are on, on Russ? Mm-hmm. Um, but last year you really saw it because there were times where he kind of like did what I would do if I was playing quarterback, which is just like cuddle up and hope not to die. Right. Um, Brady's been like doing that just, more and more as he gets older. Yeah. They, <laughs> right. They just got really frustrated. Like, I think he, you could see it. Like you watch enough games, you start to like realize and for Wilson to like publicly show anything is a big deal. But like, you could tell there were times, especially playing the Rams who just always have, their number defensively mm-hmm. um there were times where he just like looked like the play was over one second after the snap um and like you could just tell something was off and so i think schottenheimer had to go i mean he was just awful down imagine the like I, I know we've we've killed the husband analogy already this episode but like imagine like some there's some you know like a, a, a woman and people think like oh she's like a catch and she has like the like the dumbest like most useless husband ever and then finally <laughs> after 15 you know not, whatever like she kicks him to the curb that next guy's got it made that's shane waldron this year following broad and schottenheimer like everyone's yeah. been saying like that guy is you know like how, how do you have a conversation with him he's so stupid and then <laughs> and then and now shane waldron like he like uh, I, he could do whatever he wants this year and he's playing with house money almost because people hate shot yeah well so you play you're on the mcveigh coaching tree so it's like you get mm-hmm. a couple of years grace period just mm-hmm. because you're like young and hot i actually have right. no idea what shane waldron even looks like he, i do honest, not believe but... he's hot oh okay well let's i mean mcveigh is hot but like yeah no shane waldron is not hot <laughs> not at all oh okay now i gotta yeah. look it up yeah yeah, Shane Waldron looks like uh, he just got rejected from a frat in like Mississippi, and he's like, "Get a call his mom and complain," but I don't oh, think she has yeah. enough. Like, yeah, sorry, Shane. Yeah, that kid definitely <laughs> got picked on in high school. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, oh, he's from uh, the Pacific Northwest. He's from he's from Portland. He went to Tufts. Oh, that's where he didn't get into a uh, 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 frat in in Tufts. Uh, he preached. Uh, Carol preached the need to run the ball more effectively in 2021, which is like that. Um, that scares you. That's bit. an evergreen story, my friend. Yeah. That is yeah. literally said every year. Yeah. Um, somehow Pete Carroll still believes that if there's a magical number of pass attempts and run attempts that you like that you always win. It's like from Vince Lombardi or something. It's like 40 <laughs> years old and he yeah. literally believes it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane. Yeah. By the way, the Seahawks, just for stats, they passed the ball 57.8% of the time last year, which was slightly above league average was a lot. I mean, Russ doesn't run as much sometimes with running quarterbacks. Those numbers are skewed, but not really with Seattle, like a team like Baltimore, where they call a lot of passing plays that end up being Lamar runs. They're at 42.2%, which is like a Vince Lombardi era number yeah, uh, of passes. But other than that, well, and then the Pats are 46.7, yeah. but also Cam ran a lot. Uh, the Titans were under 50%, but like those were usually effective runs with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. The Browns, I guess, 50.3. They had two running backs to feed between Hunt and Chubb. And the Saints, 51.4. I guess like a little Taysom Hill running and plus like they were very conservative in the games Breeze was out. I don't know. And then Chester's mm-hmm. Vikings at 52. That's the that's the bottom six of the league. Right. So this is what I'm saying, right? Like. By the way, the Jaguars, maybe because they were always down by 30, passed about 64.6% of the time. Yeah, well, bad teams are usually, like, among the highest. Although the Jets somehow were still below average, even though they lost many, many games by 27 points. Yeah. Um, How are you feeling? Well, whatever, about the Jets. The Jets? Well, we did. um, Listen, I I was burned so hard with Darnold that I don't want to get too excited about Zach Wilson, but... He's looked pretty good in the preseason. The offensive line yeah. is a problem. The The problem with the Jets, and we, we, we talked about this before it happened, was they signed um, Carl Lawson from Cincinnati. Yeah, so and he, Right, he led the league in, in quarterback uh, uh, hits last year. He was really underrated. He didn't have a million sacks, but, you know, and he was just completely unblockable. The whole training camp, you know, they started up uh, 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 like a scrimmage against the Packers, unblockable, and then he tore his Achilles. And it's like, oh, that would have been... Yeah. That would have been the number two guy on the team, probably, or number three on the team. I would not have wanted to get hurt after Wilson and maybe mm-hmm. their uh, second year left tackle, Becton, Mackay Becton, who is uh, probably the biggest guy in the NFL, but also has been basically useless uh, for most of the preseason. So, anyway, I, I made a course. Like, I've done this before top 10 players on the team, uh, factoring an age and contract situation and stuff like that. Basically, like a little bit who the best guys are on the team mixed with who would you protect if there was an expansion team tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll read you my top 10. You could tell me if, if, uh, if I'm right, wrong, who I missed. So obviously Russ is one. The quarterback's usually one. DK Metcalf, yeah. I have a two. Bobby, yeah. Bo- Bobby Wagner, three. Mm, okay. I mean, oh, okay. And then, and then I have Adams at four. Mm-hmm. Carson at five. And that, that, okay. Carson might be a little. Then, then the receivers Lockett and Eskridge at six and seven. How how's Eskridge look? The rookie receiver. You guys well, have very just, few yeah, rookies because you traded Adams, and I think you made another deal. They had traded four Adams. picks in the draft. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's um, another reason why this is maybe the oldest team I've seen going through all the rosters. There's well, the offensive like, talent is young, but every the defense is super old, and the line is insanely old. Right. Um, the Eskridge just came back off uh, the pup list like last week. So they really haven't seen him much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he hasn't played really too many meaningful snaps or anything. It's bad um, for a receiver. It's hard to learn in season if you're Yeah, a for sure. I think it'll probably set him back. But I, I mean, the talk is that they need these guys to do Rams-like things, which is like, like end arounds and like quick, like run across the, you know, run across the field, which the Seahawks literally never did last year. And it was infuriating. Um, you know, you have a, whatever. So like they, they needed guys like that specifically. And so that's why they drafted Eskridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so who knows, right? Like anything, anything that anyone predicts is kind of wishful thinking. Yeah. But also they're point. not asking as a third receiver, like they're not asking them to do much. They have a couple yeah. other bodies in there receiving room, is, but they have is no, strong. they have very little depth. Yeah. Is like Swain after, after, useful? Right. Swain and Penny Hart and all these guys are like nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at least it's not a super long season. <laughs> like you guys yeah. are, you know, hoping to play 19, 20 games easy. Um, and then the rest of my top 10 list was Puna Ford, who I know is an internet favorite. Um, and then it got kind of dark. I had a uh, Pochik, who's the center. I don't know if that's how no, you pronounce it. No, he's terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he's not terrible. He's like the most mediocre. Yeah, but um, there aren't yeah. a ton of other guys. I had Jordan Brooks, who. Uh, people yeah. think might might make a big jump this year at linebacker, last year's first round pick. Yeah, I think Brooks actually he played, he started playing about halfway through, and he actually started playing really well. I actually bet he'll be pretty good. Um, I also think um, Quandre Diggs should probably be on that list. He's he's actually quite good, um, or he was very good last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he played every game. I think he only has one year left, so maybe that doesn't fit your criteria on his deal. Yeah, it's um, not bad. That's not a bad one. I, I had, and then I, yeah, I had Brooks, and then I had Jackson and Brown just missing, receiving votes because they're so, so old. So, yeah, you're, I mean, which is like, this is where, you know, watching, like, Posick would not be on there. Honestly, Chris Carson wouldn't be on there because, I don't know. I mean, Car- Carson's actually great when he's healthy. It's just... Mm-hmm. He's lucky to be healthy for 10 games a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they have, they actually have some young defensive talent. Like their second round pick last year didn't play all year. Um, and they were very high on him. Who's that? Um, Daryl Taylor. Oh, Daryl Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alton Robinson was a rookie last year. I think he probably ended up with like five or six sacks. Um, he actually got much better as the season went on. Um, and, and I think someone who got hurt, like either week one or two last year was Marquise Blair. Um, he was going to be there. Like they were, they moved him to nickel and mm-hmm. they were really excited about him before the year started basically him and Bruce Irvin and then Jamal Adams got hurt by week three or so last year. Where's and Bruce they Irvin? didn't have, uh, he's either retired or, I mean, it, it, he was on a one-year deal. Um, He's not playing this year. I mean, he tore his ACL week two, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they, you know, their defense was, like, historically bad for the first half of the year. Right. Um, they had a lot of injuries. And, I mean, I think a lot of defenses were really bad last year without crowds. Um, and with and with and less the, time to practice and no preseason. And less time and all that. And so, I mean, the Seahawks lost their – starting 
like, well, I guess they're by definition not starting their nickel corner, their starting safety who like missed five or six games and still had 10 sacks last year, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams. Um, and they lost Bruce Irvin, who like, I know he's not amazing, but he's a solid guy. And so they really shored up their pass rush because I mean, they just had zero for the first half of the year. Um, and then they got killed by the bills, but they had like eight sacks in that game. And that like, from then on out, their defense was actually good, but they played a slew of awful teams, um, including the entire NFC East. But I, I think there's some young guys on there who you wouldn't know if you don't watch the team more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah. And Posick is like replacement level, like a hundred percent. Like they could trade him and uh, they signed him because they didn't have the only thing about centers is sometimes like the backups are, are truly like comically bad, you know, and teams. Fall oh, apart. Even, yeah. I it's mean, like, yeah, my center yeah. is below average, but the, the guy who's the backup, like will actually get Russell Wilson, like murdered. He'll be in the hospital. In, in yeah. three plays. Especially in a division with Aaron Donald. Yes. Yeah. Donald and, and, and Bosa is back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is so, a, that is a yeah. rough division. You guys should you would you uh, maybe trade with like Tennessee or somebody? Maybe maybe switch with uh, like Chicago, move to the yeah. NFC North for a year or two. That'd be nice. I'd, they 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 could. I would trade probably any division in football, right? Yes, I, like, I would agree. The NFC. I mean, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't trade with Denver necessarily. Like then you're in. I mean, maybe I would. No. But like then you're in the division with the Chiefs, Chargers, yeah. and Raiders. That's not much better. But well. Depends Chiefs who you trade with. Do you know what I mean? If you're like yeah. trading with the Chiefs, then it's like, yeah, I'd love to be in the division with the Chargers. Right yeah, the sure. I mean, the Chiefs are like the only, pretty much the only lock to win their division as long as their quarterback is healthy. I mean, the AFC like North the is kind of good too. I know Roethlisberger's old and the Bengals are whatever, but like, there's a lot of talent in that division also. Yeah, Those I don't know. Good. I still think that from top to bottom, the NFC West is is for sure like there's yeah. there's not one easy game. I would agree the with division. the caveat that the Cardinals might be overrated. I they're for sure overrated, but they're not. But like, they're not bad. They still anything. have Kyler Murray. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not playing like Sam Darnold. You don't get. To, you don't get. Yeah, Darnold. Don't there are Sam very Darnold. few terrible playing. quarterbacks right now, but I mean, it's a long season. I'm sure that will change. 10 times <laughs> yeah, over. let's let's not uh, let's not uh, but, go there. Yet. And also, people are like bowing down to all five of these rookies. Like, wow, they all look great. Like, none of them have yeah. faced. You know, like. Like how many snaps have like the Bosa's and the Watts and the Donalds played? You know, right. wait until uh, like, wait until uh, yeah. Week the Seahawks one. have not played any starter. I mean, maybe they played a handful, but like no big name starter like at all. The Panthers haven't uh, played Sam Donald. The Panthers are like no Donald's that's too good crazy. for the preseason, <laughs> and he's on a new team. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you know what it is? They probably don't want like if he's good, God bless us, and if he's bad, like I don't want the media hounding me for an extra month. You know, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it seems like team like players lose or like they leave Adam Gase and then suddenly mm-hmm. discover like why they were professional. True, but Tannehill was a little better than we think with the dot. Like he he had trouble staying he healthy at the okay, end. Okay, but he was he an above average wasn't. quarterback, honestly, like slightly above average. You know, uh-huh. he was like throwing ten more touchdowns and interceptions every year. Like uh-huh. he wasn't that bad. He maybe was slightly yeah, but like average. everybody does now. Like that's not you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That, that's what Alex always says. Um, okay, so the Seahawks number, because we're I think we're going to get bombed in a minute or two here. Seahawks number is 10. Win total is 10 on a 17-game season. It's tricky because it's 10 and 7, you push. Mm-hmm. But they're 21, which is very hot. It's hot, the highest of any of our 
we have them as the tied for sixth power ranked team with the Packers. Um, but the Packers are plus twelve hundred, so they have the um, ninth or tied for ninth best odds. Same odds as the as the aforementioned Titans. What do you think about that? Are they going? Are you going over or under ten wins? I would. I mean, they won thirteen games last year yeah. with like way worse coaching and way worse defensive talent to mm-hmm. start the year with no prep. Like Jamal Adams had no idea what he was doing on that team as like and like he still there were some games where he flashed like many many times and like that and all these guys were coming back from injury and they have actual depth at like pass rush like the corners are a concern for sure Mm -hmm. but like i don't know if you have a good enough pass rush and good enough safeties like maybe it you know you can mitigate it i i think there'll be some there's gonna be a lot of like third and sixes converted that were going to piss me off to no end. But I...